If you're finding yourself thinking about next year and wondering how you might finally take some steps into a new project, a new pursuit, a new aspiration, but you've had a lot of doubts in the past and maybe you've kind of gotten in your own way, but you'd like to start 2024 with a bit more self-awareness, these six questions in part one of how to get out of your own way in 2024 are going to guide you through some of the ways that I've used the last six episodes of interviews to extract some questions that can help us all maximize the reflection and self-awareness that might be required to do the new thing in 2024 and to do it with grace and self-compassion and boundaries and self-care. I'm so glad you're here. So let's jump in. Welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin Vandeven. I'm a millennial and mother trying to build the place in the world that's made for me while fighting burnout, living intentionally, and embracing gratitude even when I'm grumpy. Here on Medium Lady Talks, we visit the topics and practical tips that will help you maximize self-discovery and minimize self-judgment so you can finally get momentum building the life you know is possible in this post-pandemic world. On this podcast, you can expect we'll get deep while having fun, and whether you're burnt out like a dog in a dumpster fire or celebrating your best life daily, you'll find the conversations, prompts, and tools I know will be helpful on your own personal healing journey. So stay tuned for my deep dive solo shows and interview episodes with dear friends and expert guests. Together, we'll make sure you have what you need to build the place in the world that's made for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's jump in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. This is going to be episode 94, which is a re-record. I don't know if any of you have caught on my Instagram stories. I mentioned that I had recorded episode 94 and unintentionally used the laptop microphone on my computer and then also had been recording with the laptop on my lap. And I'm kind of a fidgety person. And so a lot of my movements uh, were recorded in the audio, in addition to the very loud fan of my laptop, which is also recorded in the audio. So the audio became unusable. And here we are, we're re-recording episode 94. This is going to be 12 questions to help you get out of your own way in 2024. Now, I am just kind of having like a bit of an identity crisis about this episode because I recorded the whole thing and it frankly took me a very long time to get my butt in my podcasting chair. And then I realized the audio was unusable and then it took me another really long time to get my butt in the podcasting chair. So here we are. It's December 23rd. I'm recording, re-recording at episode 94 and we're going to see how this goes. It's going to be a bit of a creative process. If you've been following along here on Medium Lady, you'll know that the last six episodes, we've had some interviews that have focused on the theme of how to get out of your own way. And this came from my acknowledgement of the fourth year anniversary of creating Medium Lady and realizing that in those four years, the thing that I regret the most is that I didn't start sooner. And even after this series of questions and asking different women from different perspectives and different lines of work 
how do you get out of your own way? How do you get out of your own way when it comes to the thoughts that you think about yourself? How do you get out of your own way when it comes to perfectionism? How do you get out of your own way when it comes to gathering and bringing people together? How do you get out of your own way when it comes to expressing yourself and personal style? And how do you maybe get out of your own way when it comes to the season of life that you might be in? I think it's really solidified for me that we are on the right track. It's really felt like the kind of series of content that I've really wanted to be able to do. The lessons that I've been able to learn personally and how I've been able to pass those lessons on to you. So hopefully we've been able to experience growth together because that is always really important to me. As you probably can hear from what I'm sharing, I myself have been doing a lot of thinking about where I am right now. I think that's just a hazard of the end of the year. And it's that thought about where I am in my life has always got me thinking about where you might be in your life. And I feel like my goal with this podcast and with any content that I make is to always help you take the small steps towards getting to know yourself and recognizing that that's always going to be one small step at a time. That is not going to be the flip of a switch. And so I want you to feel that gentle encouragement to return to those small steps every time you come to the episode. Uh, As I record, like I said, it's December 23rd. We are only a few hours until Christmas and a few more days until the end of the year. So hopefully these questions will give you a chance for reflection, personal awareness, a lot of self-compassion as we head into the new year. And in that spirit of reflection and growth, let's dive into today's episode. So over the last six episodes or so, we've had some really, really incredible conversations with inspiring women who have shared their experiences with limiting beliefs, their experiences with embracing a growth mindset, trying new things, uh, breaking free from the expectations of others. We heard from Danielle Hines. We heard from Carrie-Anne Cloda. We heard from Hannah Donnelly, uh, Stephanie Cunningham, Cecilia Mandrick, and Diana Alexander-Rane. You know, it was a series of wonderful women. They had so much to share and offer, and I am so grateful to be in a place in my life where I get to know these women and I get to bring them to the show and that they, you know, trust me to have a conversation with them. And I really hope that these conversations have been able to resonate with you as much as they have with me. And hopefully we can distill some of the wisdom from those interviews. So I've compiled 12 questions that will help you get out of your own way in 2024 and also probably help me get out of my own way. Certainly, you know, I use the story of setting up my podcast quite a lot as the, the the big thing. I got in my own way a lot when it came to starting my podcast. I've said so many times. I think I waited a decade. I wanted a podcast for a decade. It took me that long to actually take the action to get me a podcast. And I got in my own way because I took way too long to start, way too long to actually turn my dreams into a reality. But even that big life lesson of regret It's like a small R regret. You know, I still get in my own way all the time. Even the way I've talked about procrastinating and putting off, feeling sort of reluctant to get in front of the mic, um, these things still happen to me. So just because, you know, I'm out here doing the thing, doing the podcast, making the thing that I've wanted for such a long time, I want you to also know that it doesn't mean that I've put that behind me, that I've overcome that permanently. So these 12 questions have been designed to spark introspection, to challenge your assumptions, and they are all riffing off episode 87, 89, 90, 91, 92, and 93, which will all be linked in the show notes naturally. So let's start with question number one. 
Question number one comes directly from episode 87 with Stephanie Cunningham. This is about reflecting on your shoulds versus your wants. We think about the shoulds that are holding us back. What is on your list of shoulds and how can you align your goals with what you truly, truly want? For me, I think this was actually really similar to the idea of having it all figured out by a specific time. And this year I turned 40 and I really felt the pressure of that. I probably would never have admitted that um, because I was actually really, really happy to celebrate my 40th birthday. But I did realize like even though I approached my 40th birthday as a sort of milestone of joy and celebration, I did feel as though I should have something to show for it. I should be able to reference a body of expertise. I should be able to gesture to a certain amount of accomplishments. But now that I'm on the other side of that milestone, you know, by a few months, I think there's still so much more unknown and so much other risks that I can take. And in a lot of ways, turning 40 has given me this permission to just let go of what I should be, let go of what I should have to show for myself. I'm starting to really feel the freedom. I can imagine the freedom of that. You know, freedom is not a word that I would have used before my 40s. I wasn't seeking freedom, but I've noticed myself using that word freedom more and more. And now I'm really, really open to owning my journey of discovery. I'm open to saying, what should a good mom look like? And then having that answer be like, a good mom for me has to look like aligning my actions to my values. And that's not always going to look like the cultural norm or the cultural narrative. Should I know how to be a good person by the time I turn 40? Turns out the answer is not only have I not figured out how to be a good, perfect woman, but I've actually been really distracted up until now by all of the external messages about how to be a good, perfect woman. And I have been contorting myself using shoulds to mold and manipulate myself into the shapes that I'm really not sure that I'm suited to. And I have been really driven to live up to those shoulds. But that question, what is on your list of shoulds and how can you align your goals with what you truly want? That question is a really important way of taking on 2024 by thinking about the freedom that you might obtain if you could release a should. One of the things I shared in episode 87 was that I felt like I should start a Patreon. And Stephanie asked me that question. She's like, is that just because you that's what you think you should do? And that is actually a goal that I continue to grow the medium lady community and to continue to share those step-by-step processes to bring more and more people closer to their own identities. And if I think, oh, Erin, you should start a Patreon because you have a podcast and you've been around for three years and that's just what podcasts do when they have three seasons. But my goal is that I really want to grow the community. I really want to continue to offer high quality opportunities for people to make small changes in their lives that result in meaningful connection with their identities. And then from that goal, is there a way that I can release myself from the fact that I should start a Patreon and instead see starting a Patreon as an opportunity to grow that community, as an opportunity to offer service? That's aligning what I want with my actions what I want is to grow community. My action is maybe going to start a Patreon and maybe not. This is all just hypothetical me talking out loud. (laughs) But (laughs) sidebar, I mean, if you're interested in a Patreon, that might help me make my decision. But either way, starting the Patreon because I should is not a healthy way of moving forward in my life personally. And that milestone of turning 40, I think did help me to see the opportunities for alignment of what I do next with what I really want, not aligning what people think I should do next 
with what I do, if that makes sense. Um, if that makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. So the other thing we're not going to say anymore is if that makes sense. So <laughs> I'm catching myself here. You know, I'm course correcting. I'm, I'm relearning. I'm unlearning and relearning as I talk out loud to you. Okay, here we are. That was number one. Um, we are at around 10 minutes. So hopefully we can get things to pick up a little bit. I don't want this episode to be too belabored because I do want you to be able to consume it and move on, put the questions to use in your life without spending too much time on the episode. So that's the goal. That's the goal for this episode. Maybe I should have set that intention up front, but here we are. It's there. 10 minutes in. Intention for the episode. Okay. Question number two is about taking small intentional steps. And like I said, you know, really honing in on offering value to you as a member of this podcast community by offering small intentional steps that are really doable, that help you get to know yourself better day by day. Pursuing something new like this podcast can actually be a slow burn. If you're thinking about starting something new in 2024, maybe that's your own podcast. Maybe that's some other kind of exciting project. Maybe it's the pursuit of something in your career. Maybe it's a pivot in your relationships. Either way, I think, you know, use these questions to get out of your own way so that you do pursue that new thing. Remember that this new thing doesn't have to be transformative. It doesn't have to happen at the blink of an eye. You can start something new in 2024 and you can let it simmer slowly. You can let it simmer slowly over 2024 into 2025, into 2026. The most important thing is that you get out of your own way and you start. You can let it take as long as it needs to take. So with that in mind, the question is, what small intentional steps can you take today that align with your bigger aspirations? We talked about this a lot in episode 89. And I think that episode with Diana alexander Rane was just really, really helpful because she's such a gentle person when it comes to manifesting what you want your life to look like without actually resisting that change. Taking small intentional steps today also makes me think actually a lot about the gratitude challenge that I've been running through the month of December. And thank you if you've been following along. I hope that you've been enjoying that. We're really just in our final home stretch. Today was day 20. But these 21 days have also been about small intentional steps that you can take today to align with your bigger aspirations. You can aspire to be calm. You can aspire to know what matters to you. But those are really big picture things to understand about your life. It's not as simple as just saying, hey, what matters to you, Aaron? And me saying, oh, hey, this is what matters to me. You know, it, it just doesn't roll off the tongue until you spend a lot of time thinking about it. You can spend a lot of time saying it out loud, saying what matters out loud. You can spend a lot of time practicing the actions that align with that thing that matters. That's the slow burn. But that takes small intentional steps. So if you have something new in mind for 2024, what are the small intentional steps you can take every day that might align with your bigger aspirations? And expecting those bigger aspirations may actually take quite some time. You know, I have marveled and reflected on having 94 episodes. I do remember taking those small steps towards launching the podcast. It felt really daunting. All of those little actions, they, they did add up. It's, it's amazing to say. It's like so annoying that it's true. You know, it's like um, that meme or that joke where someone's like, oh, I drank eight, eight glasses of water a day. I slept eight hours a night and I took a walk in nature. And unfortunately, I'm so sad to tell you that, that it helped. <laughs> you know, it's like all of that like rote life experience advice is sometimes like it, it works. It's true because it works. That's the same thing with 
taking these small steps. These small steps will add up. It felt really daunting to take those first small steps, but all of those little actions added up. Even to get episode 94 out of the way, you know, I had to tidy up a few chores. I had to get Beckett set up with a snack. I had to let Nick know I would be recording. I had to plug in my laptop. The laptop was being fussy. I had to plug in my microphone. I had to, you know, pull up the notes, sit down, get myself a tea because I really wanted to have a tea. Um, you know, pay attention to the clock and the timing so the episode doesn't run too long. All of those small steps help me to make episode 94. And then 94 exists in a bigger body of work that will eventually become 100, will eventually become 200, and who knows beyond that. All of these things are about embracing progress. Whenever you embrace progress, you just can't lean into perfectionism. People say progress over perfection, but I would say choose progress over perfection. Make an active intentional choice rather than saying, oh, I'm just swept away by the progress. Perfection isn't achievable. You can say, I intentionally choose progress over perfection. Episode 94 will not be perfect. Certainly the first run of it was not perfect. The second run of it will not be perfect. And it definitely will not come out on time. But because of my, you know, issues with the audio, there might be some blips it will probably have a few like little jumps as I navigate around the script and think about what I said last time. But it will still be made through small steps intentionally made by me. And it's this intentionality of being part of the process and embracing progress that I'm aiming for. Let's move on to question number three. Question number three is about navigating perfectionism. And I'm glad we just talked about perfectionism and growth, you know, because perfectionism is a real tricky beast. I would love to say that after turning 40, I've left perfectionism behind. <laughs> but even recently, I've wrestled with the fact that I'm not perfect, and I've tried to muscle myself into positions where I could be without flaws. But you know, oh, perfectionism usually serves others more than it serves us. Reflect on how you can shift towards a healthier approach to performance without sacrificing your well-being. And if you want to hear more about this, I did learn so much about this in episode 90 with Cecilia Mandrick. This is a really, really powerful way to think about this question. How does my perfectionism showing up perfect, being free of judgment, appearing flawless, how does that serve other people? And where does it not serve me? Because our perfectionism is usually serving others. That was a huge aha moment in the episode 90. Because I think perfectionism was, in a lot of ways, a silent roadblock for me. And it still is. It serves others. It leaves me exhausted. When it comes to starting this podcast, for example, or starting something new, I had thought to myself, I can't have a podcast until I can make it perfect. Until I can have the perfect name for the podcast. Until I can find the perfect opening credit music. Until I have the perfect amount of time. Until I have the perfect microphone. And in a lot of ways, that meant that if I could do it perfectly, then whenever that podcast launched, it would be free of criticism. My husband couldn't say anything about it because it would be a perfect podcast. My parents wouldn't be worried about it because it would be a perfect podcast. My colleagues and my boss couldn't criticize me for it because it was a perfect podcast. But in actuality, shifting my mindset in order to get out of my own way meant embracing imperfection. Making an imperfect podcast, make an imperfect thing, how can you embrace imperfection in 2024? How can you start what you have on your mind and start what you've been dreaming of while expecting and embracing imperfection as a part of the journey? And how can embracing imperfection allow you to navigate the expectations of others? 
There's a lot to unpack just in that question there. Okay, let's move on to number four. Number four is about infusing joy and calm in the process because life gets crazy busy and I'm actually so busy right now. Part of the reason that it took me so long to sit down and re-record this episode is because I thought like, do I really have time for this? Do people have time to listen to this episode? (laughs) Is this even like a good return on investment of my time? But you know, here we are, we're 18 minutes in and I'm really enjoying myself so much. Although we're 18 minutes into four questions, so we're going to have to pick up the pace a bit. I'll just pause before I, you know, continue to let this train run away with me and say, I know you are busy. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time and attention. Thank you for allowing me to keep you company as you do whatever you're doing through the holiday season. It has been absolute chaos right now. And that can be a real deterrent to getting out of your way is how busy and chaotic um, is your life and, and how much demands are there already on your time. There are, I'm sure infinite things demanding your time and attention, but it is really crucial to find moments of joy and calm to incorporate moments of joy and calm into your routine, especially when you're trying something new, celebrating all the wins. You know, one of the things I loved about the episode with Carrie Ann Cloda was that she talked about how she has a monthly hooray list and she just collects those things every month. She just puts them in her, in her, um, on a list somewhere. And as you grow and as you try new things in 2024, finding those moments of joy, embracing opportunities for calm, those things can be a game changer. You know, calm was a huge thing in the episode with Cecilia Mandrick as well in episode 90. In the chaos of daily life and the ups and downs, being a person who uses medication to manage my mental health, finding joy has to be a priority. That's been, for me, my simple morning routine of gratitude in my car. I love my car gratitude every morning, which I share to Instagram stories. And sometimes that's about joy. Sometimes it's about calm. Sometimes it's even about anger, frustration, or grief. But usually that moment of car gratitude allows me to examine a facet of my life with more curiosity and with gratitude. And seeing my life through the lens of gratitude and repeating that practice every 24 hours, you know, it becomes this opportunity to continue to get out of my own way by using gratitude to change my mindset but also to get out of my way because I am calm, because I'm finding joy and I can continue to pursue my dreams from that place of calm and joy, which means that it's a rewarding experience. I'm not white knuckling my way through something new. Approaching new things with calm and joy might sound like an impossible task, but it is really a game changer. And it is one of the things that will help you with the slow burn that I talked about a few questions back. In episode 90, Cecilia gives us tons of ways to find calm in an instant, and I've been putting a lot of those to practice in my life. And even though I actually feel pretty overwhelmed right now, even though it is definitely a chaotic season with the holidays, I really do feel like I can access calm in my day. Question number five. Question number five, I've talked a little bit about finding moments of joy and how that leads us into celebrating wins and fighting imposter syndrome. So this is, uh, like I had mentioned before, an episode takeaway from 92, which was with Carrie Ann Cloda. Like, if there was only one actionable change you could take from these six episodes, I really think it's actually this. Fighting imposter syndrome is really, really tough. And I would recommend if you think about how can you create a weekly ritual to acknowledge and celebrate your wins You know, this is sort of like your personal armor against imposter syndrome, or it's sort of like your personal bodyguard against imposter syndrome. 
When you're not sure if you're good enough and when you're not sure if you have what it takes to pursue the new thing, you can go back to that list. You can go back to your bodyguard and your bodyguard can say, no, I'm not letting these thoughts in. I'm not letting these thoughts into our mind palace because this is what's on the list. This is what makes it into our mind palace, these wins, not these other imposter syndrome ideas, these ideas that we can't do it. You know, I actually, I have not started listing my wins weekly, but I will because I really think that as I pursue growth in 2024, imposter syndrome becomes a big deal. When you've done the thing, like creating the podcast, and then you feel like, huh, I did that thing. What if I did a bigger thing? Then your imposter syndrome says, no, you did one big thing. You got your podcast. That's what you get. What will people think if you do a podcast and XYZ? You know, my brain tells me, who are you to want more people in your community? Who are you to want more followers? Who are you to want more downloads? Who do you think you are to think that you can help people discover their self-identity? Who do you think you are to think that you can give people the tools they need to align their actions with their values? And so I do think that as I pursue these goals in 2024, I need a record of my wins. I need the list. I need to proactively think about imposter syndrome creeping in and revisiting this list as a powerful reminder. There are going to be wins you can celebrate every day and every week, no matter how small. And when you're pursuing something new, it's really, really important. But it's also kind of a little bit of a hassle because it's very easy to blow past the wins. I had the indescribable pleasure of being a guest speaker at Healed Hearts and Empowered Voices, which is Jam Gamble's annual event in her community. And it's been really hard to list all of the wins that came from that event, in part because I have not taken the time to do so. And the other part of me, I think, actually still can't believe that it happened, that Jam invited me, that the event took place, that I shared the stage with her and Ellen Wong, and that I met so many new, amazing, wonderful people from that event. Some of you might be listening to this episode. Celebrating that win is actually really hard because my imposter syndrome has almost gaslit me into thinking it didn't happen. But it did happen. There are photos. There's video proof. You know, my mom was there. (laughs) Thanks, mom. My sister Judith was there. Thank you, Judith. My colleague Connie was there. Thank you, Connie. And so it definitely happened. But this is what I mean about maybe for 2024, listing these wins weekly and coming up with a ritual that allows you to take stock of and take inventory of the ways that you're doing pretty good. You know, when I sign off my stories every morning, I say, you're doing such a good job. And I feel emotional and choked up. I get a very specific feeling in my body every time I say it because I know you are doing a good job. And and I don't always know if I'm doing a good job. So I want you to hear that because I know that you probably aren't sure if you're doing a good job too. And if I can be the person that lets you believe that even for a second, then that's really, really important part of what I'm bringing into the world. Question number six. Question number six is about defining your purpose amidst distractions. Oh my gosh. Oh, distractions. There are so many of them. One of the biggest distractions I have finally been able to hone in on is others' expectations. The distraction of expectations from others is so real and powerful. Even if you're aware of how you want to meet others' expectations, that awareness doesn't always lead to the understanding of how distracting that is. Those expectations are saying, look at me, look at me, look at me over here, look over here, look over here. So here's the question, question six. How do you define your purpose clearly amidst all that noise? Knowing your purpose keeps you on track. We talked about this a lot in episode 92 with Carrie Ann Cloda, and that was specifically in the context of knowing your purpose for an event, 
knowing why you want to bring people together, but it really has broader implications. When you know your purpose, you can keep on track. You don't have to be distracted by other people's expectations. And if you don't know your purpose, then you get to spend some time figuring it out, which is actually kind of fun. I definitely have found more clarity amidst distractions by defining my purpose, being able to state in one sentence that I'm a podcast host and content creator who helps burnt out moms and millennials rediscover themselves after the pandemic. That statement is really useful. It clarifies what I'm here to do. And there's so many distractions, not just in my real life, but even the social media life when I or you see people gaining traction with viral audio or you see people gain traction with trends or you see people gaining traction through criticisms and critiques. And you can really see that this can get you can get caught up in either manipulating or changing your purpose to fit in with the trends, which is a joke because the trend is always changing. So the more you try to manipulate who you are to fit the trend, the more you're going to lose yourself along the way. That's advice that I need to hear from me in the future. When I listen to this episode again, I need this advice. I really feel like that one phrase is my compass. What is my purpose? How can it guide me amidst those distractions? What do I want to do next with Medium Lady has to be grounded in helping burnt out moms and millennials rediscover themselves after the pandemic. If it's not aligned to that, then I'm off track. And that's why the 21 Days of Gratitude, I think, became, it it really came so easily. It came so easily. Like it came together in an evening. I made all the posts. I made all the prompts. I knew exactly how each day was going to go. I I knew how it was going to start. I knew how it was going to end. I knew the middle. It just like flowed out of me. And it was really exciting because it's absolutely grounded in my purpose. But it, it takes a while to find purpose. I don't think I would have been able to the first day of Medium Lady four years ago, say, oh yeah, this is my purpose. This is who I am. I think I just, in the beginning, wanted to mess around online and build a community. And you know, the more I do that, the more I practice the small steps to reference earlier in the episode, those small steps can kind of take to that sort of bullseye, that sweet spot. You can hit the dart closer and closer the more you practice. So for 2024, You might want to think about how do you define your purpose amidst the noise? How do you know your purpose? And how do you make sure that your purpose is guiding you amidst distractions? With this in mind, we're about to hit the half hour mark and we're at six questions in. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause those six questions, wrap up the episode and release it to you. I hope that these six questions have been helpful. I hope that you will find a lot more to discover in the episodes that I've referenced within the questions themselves. We are going to do the rest of those six questions in the next episode so that you can pace yourself through them and perhaps either not get lost along the way, but definitely be able to make the most of all of those questions. I am so grateful for you. I am so grateful for your time and attention. I appreciate you so deeply. Thank you for everything you've brought to season three of Medium Lady Talks. Part two of this episode will come shortly, and then we will wrap up season three with a review of the top five things of 2023. It's a riff on my five things that are saving my life right now or five things that are making my season. So you can expect those two episodes coming to your feed, and then we will take a hiatus in January which is something that I always do between seasons. And there will be no episodes in that time, but there will be new content happening on Medium Lady Reads. So if you're subscribed to Medium Lady Reads, you'll be getting some new stuff from me in your feed. 
And then season four, we will be back with season four in February of 2024. And I can't wait to get started. But I need that month of rest. I'm looking forward to that too. All right, that's all from me for now. I'm your host, Erin. This has been episode 94 of Medium Lady Talks. Please don't forget you're doing such a good job and I love you very much. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Medium Lady Talks, created and produced by me, Erin Vandeven. If you want more of the general vibe, gratitude, and encouragement from this episode, please come and find me on Instagram at medium.lady. And since you've made it to the end, I'd love to get to know you even better. Screenshot this episode so you can share it on Instagram and be sure to tag me so that we can chat. Thanks for listening. Remember, you're doing such a good job. Your place in this world can only be filled by you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.